Amen. Glad to have the grandson, praise God, of Amen. Sister Howes and Brother Howes with us on tonight. Amen. Good to see him. And we're asking your prayers for Sister Viola Hervey. Amen. That called and said that she fell and uh, bumped her head and uh, she's had a black eye and some other things that are going on. But we're praying for her. Amen. Amen. That the Lord will give her a swift recovery. Amen. All right, the rest of you just greet one another in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Come on, just greet one another. Bless the Lord. Want to wish Sister Awfully happy birthday on today. Amen. May the blessings of the Lord be with her on this day. And may she have many, many, many more. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give me a happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Oh, happy birthday. Amen, amen, amen. We're praying for those that are absent from us on tonight. Many are traveling, many are at different destinations and many of them are preparing to come home amen for which we are grateful and thankful amen unto the Lord and so praise God let's give God a big praise hallelujah hallelujah well praise God uh, anything happening this week or what is this week this is we are be the first Sunday. Good to see Elder Williams here. Amen. Amen. Bless his holy name. Uh, yes, this is the first Sunday coming up. Bless his name. And I want to thank you and each one of you for the very fine jobs that you did inviting people to come. Amen. And be with us on uh, Friends Day. Amen. Come on, give God praise. It was observed, praise God, and I thank God for the observation that we had a different set of people that came uh, for Friends Day than came for Family Day. There was a few that came back and returned, but for the most part, they were new people. Amen. And so we're thankful. There were plenty of first-time guests, amen, that showed up and raised their hand and uh, According to, to give you just some stats and some numbers, we were approximately 25 to 30 people lower than what we were on uh, family day. And uh, that was in the adult category. And we were just short of two people uh, in the children's ministry. Amen. So, and Sister Marcia said that. Uh, the children that were there were uh, mostly, uh, many of them were first-time guests. And they said they enjoyed it, so they will be returning. Amen. And so we're thankful for the one person that did join us. Amen. Amen. And it turns out that she's a tenant of uh, Lynette Winston. Amen. And so she lives over on Town Avenue. Amen. Amen. And so we're thankful for the Lord that he's brought her to us. Amen. And we can, yes, sir. 
Oh yeah, Pam. Wow. several of the guests that we had invited, uh, mostly Sister G had invited, uh, that came, praise God, and they all said they really enjoyed it and they will be back. Amen. One of them says, I wish I could teach my husband uh, to dress like y'all dress on, on the day. Amen. So, praise God. Thank God for you and for all of God's children. Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. Right. people like that, amen, that if they didn't live so far away, they would be a part of us. Uh, we're just going to be praying the Lord, praise God, and that's what the scripture we'll be talking about tonight deals with, amen, uh, bringing in those people that will become workers in the kingdom of God, amen, and so, praise God, we thank God for the very fine, and it's really a reflection of all of us. Amen. Reflection of faith in the ministry. Each one of you represents faith in the ministry. And as they observe you and what you're doing, then, praise God, they desire to be a part of that. Uh, I was just uh, so, uh, I guess, I'm trying to pick the word uh, muse at the presentation by Dr. Hunter, who is just herself. <laughs> Amen. And uh, she's just, you know, entertaining. But at the same time, informative in, in, in what she's doing. And she's serious about it, but she just presents it in an entertaining way. Amen. And so we're just thankful and grateful to the Lord for that. Amen. And so, praise God, we're looking forward to now. We got uh, uh, Co-Workers Day coming up, but we could also call it Neighbor Day. Uh, Neighbor Day, Co-Workers Day, Family Day, Friendship Day. A friend's day, amen. It's a combination of all of it. Anybody you didn't invite day, amen. So, praise God, we just want to make it a real big occasion again, amen. And so, uh, we're looking for the culmination of, of the summer uh, work, praise God the Lord. And we're looking also for some dividends. Yes, sir, ma'am. Prayer tomorrow. That's first Thursday in the month of, uh, what was it, August? Okay, first uh, prayer, first Thursday in the month of August. And the first Thursday month of August, they always meet at the Flag Pro for prayer in front of City Hall in the city of Walnut. Amen. First of all, I want to thank God for all of you that turned the lights out and made it a little cooler for me. Amen. It's still warm, but uh, we just thank God. And I feel the fan somewhere. Hallelujah. is back behind me. Okay. Glory to God. And I just thank God. Yes, ma'am. Oh, wow. 
at her job. Oh wow! She, uh, if you didn't hear, uh, her niece passed away on the job. Amen. On this past Monday, and so we're praying for the family. Amen. Uh, that they will be comforted in this time of bereavement. Amen. And it's always just good to be prepared, for you never know when the Lord's going to call. Amen. And so, praise God, just prepare ourselves and stay ready. Amen. Amen. We're looking forward to the Lord's blessings and what he's getting ready to do and how he's going to do it. Amen. And pray for the success, because as we are successful in what we're doing, the enemy also is aware and uh, praise God, it will try to block our progress. So we have to pray, be prayerful and attentive uh, and watchful, praise God, watch and pray, amen, amen. as the enemy will try to sow seeds of discord and, uh, and that kind of thing, amen? amen? Come on, let's give God praise, hallelujah, for his goodness. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, then uh, turning your Bibles to the book of Matthew book of Matthew we're going to start with the ninth verse no, I'm sorry ninth chapter of the book of Matthew Matthew is an interesting scripture because it deals with such a diversity of events that takes place and uh, one and it concludes with what the essence of our attempt is and what we're trying to do and even in, in, in all of these days that we're putting forth uh, amen it's not designed for the righteous but for the unrighteous amen amen so uh, God is trying to stretch us and uh, get us to expand ourselves praise God in ways that we may be uncomfortable in uh, and but at the same time he's trying to prepare us for what he has in store for us Amen. Because there's much uh, work to be done in the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. So here we are in Matthew, the ninth chapter. Glory to his name. We're going to begin at verse number one. Matthew 9, verse number one. And it says, And he entered into what a ship and passed over and came into his own city. Uh, and behold, they brought to him a man with sick of the palsy, lying on a bed, and Jesus seeing their faith. How did he see their faith? By their actions, by the things that they did. And, and the things that they did, they brought this man to Jesus. Uh, and sick of the palsy, and uh, son, he of, be of good cheer. Thy sins be what? Forgiven thee. What's the principle behind that? Thy sins be forgiven thee. There was known or thought, praise God, that the result of sickness is the result of sin. And that's what the common belief was. If you, if you were sick, then you must have sinned. And it's not necessarily so because Jesus had to clarify that when they asked him, Master, who did sin that this man was born blind? And he said, neither, no one has sinned, but that the will of the God might be done. Amen. So, praise God, it's, it's not God's will that we be sick. 
It's the enemy's attack on our bodies that we are sick. Amen. Amen. So, now, and behold, certain of the scribes said on within themselves, this man, what? Blasphemeth. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk. Uh, which one is easy? But that you may know that the Son of Man has what? Power on earth to forgive sins. Then said he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go into thine house. And he arose and departed, where? To his house. And when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. Now, Jesus had the power. Look, at somebody say, Jesus had the power. He had the power to forgive sins, the power to heal, the power to deliver, the power to set free. Glory to God, Jesus had the power. But the power rested only in Jesus. The power rested only in who? In Jesus. Jesus was the only one that's doing the work. Amen. And so he recognizes that the power is limited to him and to his presence. Uh, and therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will what? Liken him. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry, wrong. The wind blew my page. Amen. We're on verse 8. But when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. All the power comes from God. All the power, what? Comes from God, whatever power we have, we got it from God through Jesus Christ, through our belief in him. And as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of customs and said unto him, follow me. And he what? He arose and followed him. Jesus is now recruiting his disciples, praise God. And notice what he does. He doesn't look for qualified people. He just looks for people. He looks for somebody who's able to do the job. He looks for somebody who's willing to do the job. Amen. And so all you have to do is present a willing heart to the Lord, and you are acceptable with him. Amen. You don't have to always be super qualified or overqualified. Bless the old name. He's just looking for a willing heart. If you're willing to obey him, be willing to do what he wants you to do, willing to go where he says go, and do what he says do. Amen. All he wants is somebody says, I will do what you want me to do. And it came to pass as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans, boy, this wind is tearing up my pages. Uh, what? Sat meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his. Now, does your Bible say that? Many? Publicans and sinners came and sat down with him. Now, that's an interesting thought. Jesus did not surround himself with only righteous folk. I'm going to say that again. Jesus did not surround himself with only what? Righteous folk. Because he had a mission, he had a purpose. <clears throat> Right, and he came to seek and to save that which is lost. And if you're going to seek and save that which is lost, you can't hang around only 
with those that are not lost. Ah, bless his holy name. So that's a lesson to be learned. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meeting in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? Why are you dining? Why are you fellowshipping? Why are you eating with publicans and sinners? Tax collectors who are notably uh, sinners. Right, they are crooks, and then and then sinners outright. But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I didn't come to heal those that are not sick. I came to heal those that are sick. But needed, amen. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I will not come to call the righteous, but what? Sinners to repentance. So we want to make sure that in our invitations that we send out, we're also recruiting and inviting those that are not saved, as well as those that are saved. Amen. We want a good mixture of them both to come so they can see the saved ones glorifying God and then the unsaved ones will praise God, glorify God like the, or have a desire to glorify God like the saints do. Amen? So it's part of what we are all about. And Jesus said unto them, Can the children, I'm sorry, then came he to the disciples of John, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but the disciples, but thy disciples, fast not? Uh, we fast but your disciples don't fast Jesus said unto them can the children of the bridegroom bride chamber what more as long as the bridegroom is with them but the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them and then they shall what as long as they have the bridegroom with them there is no fasting necessary because remember Jesus was their paraclete Jesus was their everything. He was the answer to all the things that they needed. Glory to God. So there was no need in fasting. All they had to do was go to Jesus. And when Jesus, praise God, would explain things to them, then, praise God, they had the explanations that they needed. Glory to God. Now, then he explains something. He says, no man put a piece of new cloth unto what? And, oh, God, we don't do that anymore. We don't patch things anymore. Amen. Matter of fact, we go out and buy stuff that's already torn up. Amen. Amen. You used to be ashamed to buy stuff. Or not buy it. You couldn't even buy it. Glory to God. Just wear it. Amen. If you had a hole in your jeans or a hole in your pants or, Lord, it was embarrassing. Hole in your shoes. Glory to God. It was him. Considered to be what? Him? Embarrassing. Today it's a fashion statement. Amen. You, the more holes you have, the more blessed, I guess, you are more, you're more in line with fashion. Glory to God. Amen. It just bugs Sister G. I don't pay attention to myself, but Sister G has a big issue with all these holy jeans. I don't. Glory to God. I just go on and move on and praise God and say, thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, and Jesus said unto them, can the children of the bridegroom 
uh, chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them. But the days of will come when the bridegroom shall be what? Taken from them, and then they shall fast. No man put it a piece of new cloth unto an old garment, but that which is put in to fill it up, rip it, and fill it up, take it from the garment, and the rent is made worse. I don't know if you've ever had a pair of old jeans and, and tried to sew them. Uh, even just trying to put new patches on them. And that material is so worn and until it's hard to put new patches on old jeans. Amen. But they, 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 they would try to find the old jeans and then tear them up and match them, praise God, to the patch. So, glory to God. And, and God is trying to explain to them Whatever I'm doing is a brand new thing. And if I'm going to be a brand new thing, I want brand new people to put brand new things in. Glory to God. And so he's saying, glory to God, don't give me that old man. Give me the new man. And when you give me the new man, then I'll put some new cloth and some new wine in him. Oh, bless his old name. And we'll get to that in a minute. Neither do men put new what? Wine into old bottles. Yes, the bottles break and the wine runneth out and the bottles perish. But they that but they put a new wine into new bottles and both are preserved. I know y'all don't know anything about that. Because you don't have any you're not wine makers. Your, your dad used to make wine? Okay. Glory to God. Now, that's a, a good art to learn. I studied on it, praise God. I wanted to find out how do you make new wine, how do you make wine. Uh, and there, it's very similar in the process, praise God, in making new wines. But one thing you make sure, you got to have new skins, wine skins, where you've got to put new wine in. Because the fermentation process is so violent, it will rip the old skins uh, praise God and then you lose your wine so Jesus says if, if, if I'm going to give you new wine which is the new spirit I'm going to put it into new bottles so that the bottles when the fermentation process takes place which is a violent when you're trying to convert praise God uh, sugars into alcohol that's a violent experience and, 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 and Jesus is trying to convert us into Christianity and convert us into his children. Come on, hallelujah. And I'll explain more about that on Sunday. But when Jesus is trying to break us into who he wants us to be, sometimes it's a violent experience. Amen. And it's a rough and tough uh, process to take place, Lord of God. It's not pretty. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. All right, so here we are. While he spake these things unto them, behold, there came what a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, now, now notice something, praise God. He's busy teaching, and then this ruler comes and says, my daughter is even now dead. But what? Come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. Remember now, Jesus is the only one with the power. He has not given this power over to anyone else. 
This power was strictly reserved unto him. So therefore, if people wanted to be healed and delivered, they had to go to him. Amen? And so, go to God. But, but the man says, but come and what? Lay thy hand upon her and she shall live. And she shall what? Live. Jesus then arose and followed him and so did his disciples. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood for 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. She was not the primary target. She was what? Not the primary target. He was on his way to heal the ruler's daughter. And on his way there as a woman, praise God, who said, now if I can just, I've got an issue of blood for 12 years, and if I can just touch the hem of his garment, praise God, I will be made whole. And <clears throat> Excuse me. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall what? Be whole. What does that say to us? We got to speak what we want. We have to what? Speak what we want. Say what you want and not what you have, unless what you have is what you want. For she said within herself, If I may but just touch his garments, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned himself about. And when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. What what he said? Thy faith had made thee whole. Thy faith had made thee whole. It is your faith that has made you whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house, now he's, he's finally getting to his destination, and the minstrels and the people making a noise were there <clears throat> and he said unto them give place move out the way for the maid is not dead but sleepeth and they what laughed him to scorn it's a good thing he wasn't easily offended he wasn't easily he knew who he was he knew the power that he had and he wasn't about letting anybody else, praise God, deny him or stop him from doing the will of God. But when he put forth the people, he went in and took her by the hand and the maid what? Got up, just like he said. She's just asleep. I'm here to wake her up. And the fame hereof went abroad unto all that land. Everywhere he went, there's somebody who was talking about Jesus raised that girl from the dead. Jesus, what raised that girl from the dead? No matter where he went, that story followed him. <clears throat> and when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, what? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thou son of David have what? Now these are two what? Two blind men. He just healed the daughter. He just healed the girl. He just healed the woman with the issue of blood. And now, praise God, two blind men come to him. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, what have mercy on us? And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said unto them, here's the question. Believe ye that I am able to do this? 
do you believe that I am able to do what you're asking me to do? Uh, Abraham said that, praise God, that he believed that God was able to do what he had promised. Amen? And, and he just believed that. And so you have to believe, too, what you're asking God to do. The question is, do you really believe that I can do it? And he said, yes, I believe. And, and Jesus said unto them, believe ye that I am able to do this. Then he said unto him, yea, Lord. So he said, then according to your faith, then according to them, their eyes, he touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith. According to your faith, be it unto you. Just as if you believe it, you're going to receive it. If you believe it, what? You're going to receive it. Believe, because when you pray, believe that thou hast received, and you shall receive it. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that thou, not, that no man know it. Don't tell anybody what happened. But you know you can't hold it. You know you can't keep it. Uh, you've done so much with me, I cannot tell it all. Glory to God. But when they, when, but they, when they were departed, spread abroad his fame in all, the, all that country, everywhere they went. You know what Jesus did for me? <laughs> Let me tell you what Jesus did for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just thought about something, glory to God, because I'm sure that somebody got tired of hearing what Jesus did for them. Here he come again. He's going to tell us what Jesus did for him. But when Jesus does something exciting for you, you just can't help but tell it everywhere you go. Amen? Glory to God. If you were a drug addict, let's say you were a drug addict, stuck and hooked on drugs, glory to God, and all of a sudden Jesus delivered you from drugs, and you got free from drugs, and you tried every step, five steps, 10 steps, 12 steps, 16 steps, 100 steps, glory to God, and, right, and you have not been delivered, and then Jesus comes along and said, I set you free in the name of Jesus, and glory to God, and you are free and delivered. Don't tell me you're not going to tell somebody. Amen. Don't tell me you're not going to be excited about it and explain that to them. Hallelujah. But they, when they were departed, spread it abroad. And as they went out, behold, they brought to him a dumb man, possessed with one right after the other, one trouble after another trouble, one sickness after another sickness, one disease after another disease. Jesus looked around and said, boy, this is a lot of healing. A lot of sick people in the world. A lot of the harvest truly is ripe. There's a lot of opportunity here. Hallelujah. And when the devil possessed with the devil, and when the devil was cast out, the dumb spake, and the multitude marveled, saying, It was never so seen in Israel. Man, this man just speaks to the devil. And the dumb talk, the blind see, the lame walk. The dead get up. What kind of man is this? And where is this power coming from? Somebody ought to give him some praise. Hallelujah. Whoa, never done in Israel like this. But the Pharisees said, 
But the Pharisees, Pharisees said, what? He cast out devils through the prince of devils. And Jesus went about the cities and the villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom healing every sickness and every disease among the people. When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. He said to himself, boy, there's a lot of opportunity here. When you look out on the world, you say there's a lot of opportunity here. Praise God. When you look at people, there's a lot of opportunity here. When you look at the divorce rate, there's a lot of opportunity here. When you look at children, praise God, being abandoned, a lot of opportunity here. Go to God. When, when, when so much is going on in the world today, there's a lot of opportunity here. When he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted. And were what scattered abroad and no sheep, as sheep having no shepherd. But then said he to his disciples, the harvest truly is plenty. There's many opportunities. There's plenty of opportunities. There's plenty of work to be done. Plenty of harvest to be gleaned. Praise God, many souls to win. Glory to God. The harvest truly is plenty, but the laborers are few. I thought about it when they were having debates and talking about unemployment, glory to God, and how many opportunities there are for employment. And I thought about, praise God, that there are people in the world today that uh, you're just not going to go back out into the fields. They've been delivered from the fields. They pick cotton and pick strawberries and pick all kinds of stuff with back-breaking work and then they got freed. They said, I ain't going back out there again. And so you look out over the harvest, the harvest is about there's plenty. But the laborers are few. There aren't too many people willing to go back out there and work. They, they want to eat. But they're not willing to work. And I don't too much blame them. If you pick cotton, it's a backbreaking job and you got to carry it on your sack and your back praise God and, and then you get pennies for each sack that you pick and your hands are all picked and hot, yeah they, they, they have those pods that you have to pick it out of and, and they cut your hands and glory to God and it's hot out there because cotton needs heat and glory to God and, and, and you got to drag the bag throughout the cotton field and Glory to God. And then when you finish and you, they, cause you know, cotton doesn't weigh that much. So, so they pay you, praise God, by the pound that you picked. And you said, wow, is that all I picked? And, and, and you get a few pennies and glory to God. And many people say it ain't worth it. It's just not worth it. Me going out there doing all that back-breaking labor. So I'm not going out in the fields. So the laborers are few. But then he said to him, pray ye. He said to them, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest. This is his harvest. Pray that the Lord of the harvest that he will what? Send forth laborers into his harvest. 
I thank God that God has prepared us to labor in his field. Amen. Inviting people to come and glory to God. And the one young lady that joined uh, is interesting because uh, she said in her testimony to us uh, as we were speaking to her, she said, I was, I was going to come because I saw that that was a Calvary Chapel on the corner. And I told my children, I'm going to go up there and see what that Calvary Chapel is all about. And when she got here, she found out we were more than just Calvary Chapel. We were Faith Center Ministries. And the great church of Pomona. Hallelujah. And now, glory to God, and she was so impressed and she just enjoyed the service. So, And she was so happy that Lynette had given her the opportunity to come and just at the time that she was telling her children praise God that I'm going to spy out the land and see what it's all about and then we'll make a decision go to God so I'm assuming she's going to go back and get her children and bring them praise God to come and enjoy what she enjoyed amen the fellowshipping of the Lord and thanking God so I want to just give yourselves a big appreciation come on for the good job that you did and to all the everybody that did and performed and said something for the Lord, we just thank God. Amen. Amen. Bless the whole name. We're looking forward to what the Lord's getting ready to do. Amen. I've had several of them say they're coming back to find out what those uh, four P's are all about. Four P's because God of the kingdom of God. And so, glory to God, we're going to come back and hopefully they'll come back in here. And then hopefully they'll just love the word of the Lord and be blessed. Amen. Amen. And the rest of us, praise God, will pray and believe the Lord and just shout and, and give God the glory. Amen. And give him thanks. Amen. Amen. For his goodness and his kindness. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come on, lift your hand. Just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for what you are doing here at Faith Center. And God, we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. Amen.